Welcome back to the Women's Cycling Weekly Podcast. I'm joined by Rachel this week because we're here to talk about the Tour de France from 2024 reveal, obviously. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Good. Very good. Thank you. I'm just going to say hi to you like we haven't just been talking for like 45 minutes off mic. Yeah, I know. Do you want me to retell you all my life problems all over again? I'll keep that off. um yeah the last time we spoke well not the last time we spoke but the last time we recorded a podcast together was just after Romandy so end of September which feels like 100 years ago now um and yeah we were sort of like we'll check back in after the China races but did you watch them did you pay any attention to them because I kind of dipped in and out I have to be honest like I I like looked at the results of the old one I didn't watch well we couldn't watch the one of them could we it was Guangxi yeah that was literally the only world tour race this year to have zero (laughs) minutes of live coverage which is pretty poor yeah I mean they're not like you could watch like probably the last kilometer of each one and that's all you need to watch they're pretty Dull, aren't they really to be honest yeah it's kind of like if there's a race where you don't really care that there's no live coverage it's these ones like just pretty run-of-the-mill just like every day is a sprint day and mm. there's not really a lot going on I mean Guangxi did have like a climb in it and stuff like it had a little bit more going on than Chongming Island which like every stage was literally just like pretty much the same roads and then a big sprint at the end um although different winners which is quite interesting um but yeah, no coverage. Let's see if it actually happens next year on the World Tour. Yeah, let's see if the USA actually enforce that that rule, which they don't always seem to do. So that'd be interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Like they were taking it very easy on a lot of those stages of the Chongming Island race. And I was a bit like, it's still a World Tour race and there's points and can you not like I thought maybe people would try stuff a little bit like I know it's probably going to be a bunch of sprint but like take your chance and get some world tour points why not if you're if you're not going to win the sprint anyway I just thought we might see a bit more attacking racing potentially yeah for sure it's like if you're there and you're not a sprinter or you're not with a sprint team like wouldn't you want to just give it a go like otherwise you kind of just you're in China for what why are you there you might as well start your off season yeah I know it's crazy really that like you think how many like you get the same kind of amount of points and stuff for like winning this race because it's world tour first like winning Strada Bianchi or whatever yeah especially because also well it's same as tour down under I guess like the way the year started because it's like a lot of the world tour teams didn't even really bother going like especially the the big big ones so like SD Works went there Canyon went there so it's kind of like, especially when it's a sprint race and you don't have the two top sprinters in the world there, it's a bit, I don't know, it's not that exciting, is it? No, I guess at least it gives like some of the smaller riders a chance to try, like see how they compare without 
crazy strong lead out trains from like st works and or dsm or whatever um but then again like that that shouldn't really you shouldn't really get the opportunity in a world tour race in my opinion like that's the opportunity that should come at like a pro level race or like 1.1 um not really like a world tour event yeah but i don't want to i don't like bashing it too much because i do think that there definitely needs to be more like racing globally like to sort of broaden the sport and make cycling less eurocentric so i i'm not like i don't wish that these races didn't happen but i think they could maybe be different routes or like different formats to make them a bit more exciting and i guess in some ways it's a bit of a shame like that the big teams don't support them because if it'd been like a cool versus weeb showdown at the tour of chongmen island we guarantee we would have probably all watched do you know what i mean yeah i think it has a lot more to do it's less to do with like where the race is and what the parkour is and i think it's got more to do with the fact that it was they take place like so late in the season and by that point like a lot of the like you know the the top riders have like gone through a couple of peaks throughout the season already like the classics the tour maybe a few other events and then by October they're just ready for a, a rest and ready for off season and their teams are kind of you know budgets are wearing a th- bit thin maybe and maybe if they happened I don't know even in September early September or something like that like there was plenty of room in the calendar post Tour de France fan this is true yeah it's, it's a difficult one isn't it because on the maybe they're thinking like oh if the riders won't want to do all that travel during the season when there's still other races to come. So that's why they put it at the end of the season. But I don't know. It's it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. Guangxi, who won that? I think it's Dari- pretty cool that Dario Piccolet kind of like bookended the season. She won the first World Tour race of the year in Down Under, stage one. And then she won Guangxi, which, yeah. <laughs> God, I did not make that link. I love that for her. That's so fun that she. I just love that for her. Good she start. Eh? For next year, well, she isn't signed for anyone for next year. I think she might renew because they seem to be now announcing a few riders. So I reckon. Although I'll be, I mean, I feel like she's well. She won. She won a couple of worlds of races. Like she could perhaps go to a bigger team, but. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think she'll be like on the up with to like, yeah, a bigger team? It, does she do track? Yes. Because I wonder if like she wants to be on like a more relaxed team with a more relaxed calendar until Paris is out of the way and it's like, then she might try and get like a contract with a bigger world tour team and like fully focus on road. Because imagine if she went big on like being a full time road sprinter. She could do yeah, which. Well. I feel like we need more of that. We need some more challenges to cool and weavers. Yeah, definitely. So, one to watch, eh? Defo. Um, yeah, that's kind of had gravel world hadn't happened either. I think when we last spoke, had it? Uh, no, hadn't. I don't think. Twenty second of September. When did it happen? Because we were talking about is anyone gonna? Are you no? It oh yeah, happen. it hadn't happened. Um. um which was won by Kasha Nuidoma. I know, but we couldn't watch that either. <laughs> no, no, that was so bad. I mean, it's been done to death now already, but yeah. just, yeah, That's completely. 
unacceptable. You sound like a school teacher. Super nanny. <laughs> oh my god. Nanny McPhee in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh no, but it was actually a real shame that yeah, we couldn't see any of it. And especially when it's Cassio and like everyone wants to her to see her win and then we didn't see her win. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool though. Her kit looks so nice. Did you see her wearing it? Because she did the big sugar race in America. Mm-hmm. Um and her kit she won that as well, eh? Yeah, by like eight minutes or nine minutes or something. Mm-hmm. She's going well. Um, I think she's in a winning era now. Do you think? Yeah. I hope hope... So. I'll be interested to see what she does next year in terms of like, now you're a gravel world champ. Do you do more gravel races? Just because it's like, you want to wear the jersey and stuff. Do you think she'll start to go to like Unbound and things like that and do any less on the road? Or what's her plan? I wonder interesting to find out someone should interview her eh oh do you know anyone who does that no I don't actually I can't think at the minute um ah. you can interview her. she's your she you, she's your mate you live with her near her with her I live with her <laughs> I don't last time I checked I didn't live with her but she's in your end so she's in your neck of the woods isn't she? she is she is maybe I'll try and pin her down yeah do it watch this space I'll give her my space on the podcast okay I'll sacrifice myself for Cassia to come on oh you could do it with me Ooh, maybe mm. don't want to drown her out of questions do we she'll be all right <laughs> yeah she she got through some of those press conferences at the tour quite well didn't she <laughs> oh wow so that last one I know we've mentioned it so many times but really it still lives in my head rent free that whole thing stop I know I have dreams about that honestly bad dreams <laughs> <laughs> nightmares about Marlon Rosa just taking the mic Screaming telling off those guys at the back oh my god yeah Marlon Rosa's super nanny vibes as well anyway. well speaking of that should we talk about the Tour de France family route for next year let's do that before we let's... spiral into anything else off topic yeah I feel like we really need to have like more structure to this podcast but anyway every time every time I think that huh me like someone else telling us to shut up basically on the call do you know we need a producer but the WCW budget does not stretch to (laughs) a producer or even a podcast editor because it's me I'm all of those things anyway yeah so Next year's Tour de France route got revealed a few days ago in Paris, which not women's cycling, but Jonas Vingegaard fully looked like a Bond villain. It was so funny. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I thought he, I kind of thought he pulled it off the whole turtleneck look. Really not a turtleneck fan. I mean, it's yeah. I guess it was pretty safe bet. Like all black, can't really go too wrong, or can you? Do you think he went that wrong? I don't know. It, it, he just, it was giving like, he should have had a white cat on his lap. Like, oh but, God, yeah. you know. Um, someone has should do like a, you know, like the Met Gala when you go through all of the celebrities outfits and like people do TikToks and are like, um, like Kim Kardashian, like eight out of 10. And, you know, you rate everyone's <laughs> outfits. He needs to do that for like the Tour de France presentation or like the Velo door prize ceremony thing when they all get dressed up. I would love to do that, but do you not think that cycling is a 
too small of a world where people would get like offended and oh, yeah. be I would get shouted at for being like reductionist about about it do you know I feel like people would be like why why are you focusing on this like vacuous stuff instead of the meh? yeah I guess just do it it's my it's my news like do what I want yeah you should just do it I mean you probably would get cancelled because people don't people don't have take things very lightheartedly online in the cycling world I don't think do you know mm. what I mean like it's quite a serious place people don't hear things like hardly online in general actually to be fair that's true but then no one gets offended about like the Met Gala outfits I think because the the purpose or kind of one of the like the outfits are part of it like they're kind of the reason for it whereas this is like just it's not about what they're wearing at all and it's not meant to be and also that's the issue mainly yeah and also the celebrities of it like the Met Gala are so far removed from like real life whereas these people are actually not that far removed from real life no anyway not gonna happen so we should move sad. on super sad maybe maybe we should start like a cycling fashion themed thing so then we can critique because it is quite funny it's like you know a quote from Mean Girls where they're like oh my god it's so weird seeing the teacher outside of school it's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs and it's no okay yeah I know what you mean no no I know what you mean but like it's kind of the same like watching them all like sit around in like normal clothes they all look so weird I find it funny how like at the Tour de France presentation they like seat them as like boy girl boy girl so it's like (laughs) bonus next to Demi next to Yasser Philipson next to Audrey Cordon Rago you know what I mean like it was boy girl boy girl and I was just like why do they do that let me just be a fly on the wall do they speak to each other like what's the combos <laughs> like what is the chat on that row I need to know let's see who was that next to him. yeah we've really digressed here anyway you, you can look at the gallery on ruler if you want to see yeah um is that a vita music next to Jonas Wink in between so Jonas Wink who got sandwiched in between oh no sorry it's um as you at the boo yeah and then Demi Vollering. And then I think that's Valentin Madwas, the man on the next to the booth. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Oh yeah, I see it now. Oh yeah. Yes, Phillips in next to Demi looking super happy with with life. I feel like her and Jonas have shared a joke there. Oh yeah, little little grins on their little faces. Okay. Juliette Labou kind of is slaying. Not gonna lie. Uh huh. I like the purple. Demi's Who's that? Always slays. To be fair, yeah. Like, we're not yeah, going yeah, into yeah. that. No. See, so we're doing it now. We're doing it. <laughs> anyway, the route. The reason they were there. Yeah. First thoughts. So we've got a, we've got a foreign grand depart. I did not pronounce that in French, even though I said it as if I had. Um, in Rotterdam. We're in Rotterdam for two days. And then we go to Belgium, and then we go to France. So the first half of the race is outside of France. Then we head to the Alps, and Alpe d'Huez. That was a really TLDR version. Yeah. But I feel like everyone listening will probably, like, I'm not here to deliver you the factual 
details of this like I feel like everyone listening will have a, a good idea already um but yeah what are your first thoughts um I think my thoughts are like very mixed I'm not fully convinced by the whole thing but there are positives to it like outdoors that's cool legendary climb love that they're going up that um good that like they're getting the start in Rotterdam like the men's I think that's quite cool I think it shows that like that's the cities are like wanting both you know uh like sides to the tour not just the men uh, not just the women that's cool um fun fact about that actually is that Rotterdam was also the first foreign grand depart for the men's race in like the 50s do they do that on purpose maybe 19 it was 1954 as well so so yeah Rotterdam and it's the first two days but the first three stages because we have that weird split day yeah so that's my negative thing I do not like that silly little time trial silly little crit whatever it is like are we junior are we junior girls because it's 67k (laughs) for a stage of the Tour de France like like let's see them give um, the men a split day with a 70k stage like you're mocking it there in my opinion I don't think that that is a good idea like I hope I'm proved wrong and it's like an amazingly exciting thing and it's great to watch and because it's so short it's really explosive and like everyone then becomes an advocate for shorter stages across the whole sport but my first impressions I don't think that's just it's unnecessary it's like a waste of time and yeah I don't know but but another thing I want to say on that is I was thinking as I was looking at the route maybe you know how like obviously like I don't want to say the cliche thing but strength in depth in the women's peloton is still not quite there like as in there'll be like maybe like half the peloton who have the resource to train at altitude for like eight day stage races and be able to compete for that long period of time but there's still quite a few who don't have the resources to do that and like we see in the tour every year a lot of people miss the time car and like find it super hard to get through the whole things maybe because they know the end of the tour is so hard they've purposefully done a few like softer stages early on to try and like limit how many people sort of basically end up out of time cut on those hard days at the end that's a good point I hadn't thought about that because we did see a bit of that towards the end like in the tourmalay stage this year um but for me it's more like these this couple of days in Rotterdam or at least the stages two and three it's given that they just wanted to shoehorn a time trial for some reason or they just want they had to shoehorn in that extra like I think it would have been better to have um just seven stages if they couldn't if they couldn't make it work with a without having to like shoehorn an extra stage in an afternoon just have seven proper stages yeah like what is the point in that time trial like who is it for who's it serving I mean good for like fans there who are like on the ground I imagine like to watch because that you see them all come by one at a time it's not like they just come by in one quick big group but I'm not sure I'm not sure why they're doing it I think it is a bit random 
Yeah. And like the, the thing, what you're saying about like shorter stages and like maybe it'll be more exciting. Like I think if there was a, a big climb in there or like if there was something more, there was more substance to the actual stage, maybe. Um, But it's just a pan flat sprint stage. Like you say, it might as well be like a Kermess. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like, do you remember when they tried to do that in the men's race a few years ago and they had like a short day and everyone was like, oh my God, it's going to be more exciting. And then everyone just like, like nothing changed. It wasn't as if after that, everyone was like, why do we have 200 gay stages? Silly us, let's shorten everything. No. No, and the flip side to what I was saying before about like the route being so like back-ended, it gets so hard in the last two days. We saw a bit of it last year because they know what's coming up and they know how hard it's going to get. Sometimes that actually means people are less aggressive early on and like they're almost so scared of like the last two days that will they just use that 67k one as just like a chance to take it as easy as possible because it gets so hard later on I guess the only saving grace could be is if there's crosswinds because there is um potential for that obviously there always is in the Netherlands but there's a lot of like open wide roads and if it's windy and there's crosswinds like maybe that 67k stage or even the day before could end up being quite crucial but that's Mm. dependent on literally the wind like which way the wind's blowing (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) no no you're right though yeah like stage one I think is the day where it's like really a lot of potential for crosswinds because it's onto like a coast it's along to like a coastal town isn't it so yeah uh if that could yeah be quite costly I think for some of the riders who aren't as good at that sort of thing like like Demi I think will be fine but like riders like um you know like your guy are really any types spring to mind is maybe like gonna struggle in that she was pretty good in the crosswinds at UAE tour to be fair <laughs> oh was she am I imagining that or at least the team oh, would at, at kind of yeah. shepherd in a true, true. yeah to be fair thinking about it like Trek's actually a really good team to have around you in that situation but I'm trying to think I can't think off the top of my head like do you know what I mean there will be some pure climbers who I feel like FDJ maybe would. Yeah. Struggle. It will be really hoping that there isn't any crosswinds, basically. I think, like, maybe Yamata Cavalli types. Yeah. Um, But who knows? I guess we don't actually know who's even going to do it. Who knows if Raylini will do it? Do you want to kill her? <laughs> don't ask. Do you know what I mean? They Like, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Um, But, yeah. That's the opening, I guess. Then what? Good for us little weasels that will be there because we can just chill for two days in the same place. Yeah, and Rotterdam's probably kind of fun. Like, there's probably a lot of stuff to do there. We won't be traipsing around looking for dinner every night because there probably is quite a lot of choices there. And, yeah, I'm quite excited for that. Did you not enjoy the salad bar adjacent to the hotel in Clermont-Ferrand? for the three nights in a row I went there and um did I not enjoy the dominoes we ended up in on the last day oh that was bad that was peak rock bottom that yeah hopefully Rotterdam pulls out the stops for us yeah do you know what I feel like that's the thing too with having a foreign start to the race is that um they often do like sort of make a much bigger deal of it 
it seems I don't know yeah so maybe it'll be more of a I don't know but the other thing is obviously like it's it's been taken outside of France and there's an argument about kind of is that better because France is just going to be like completely I mean the Olympics will have been will have finished already by then but like there's going to be so much kind of hype and attention on that so to take the race outside of France might allow it to kind of stand on its own a little bit I don't know yeah it is a bit it's a little bit odd that like it's the tour that the like over half of the race is like not in France and it's the Tour de France because obviously the women's is so much like shorter than the men's it kind of it does feel a bit random that they aren't actually in France for a lot of it but I guess yeah I don't know it'll be good I think like crowds audience like fans wise coming out to watch it like being in a big city like that will be really good and I can imagine there being like a really good turnout it's a really Dutch race as well like jumping ahead but like outdoors is like always it's like synonymous with the Netherlands and it starts in the Netherlands and we've got a Dutch defending champion truly yeah and then like it's actually like it's quite crazy how much of it aligns like with Demi Vollering like starting in the Netherlands then doing the mini Ardennes stage obviously she like loves the Ardennes and then uh going it goes through like Switzerland where she lives now and then up to us with Dutch Corner it's like did she design this route <laughs> made for Demi <laughs> I feel like yeah maybe she had a bit of a say that no she didn't but it is quite funny how it's quite fit- fitted for her yeah, well, talking, speaking of the Ardennes stage, so that's the next day after... Stage four? Yeah. So after the... I'm, I'm already getting confused about this because, yeah, it's the next day, the stage, stage four. Third day of the race, but stage four. Yes. After the weird split day. Um, what do you think about that? Like the way it goes down into Belgium, kind of basically a mini Ardennes race, which, yeah, I feel like people have mixed feelings about the Tour de France going into that sort of territory, or like any non-typical territory. Yeah, I think it'd be quite good. Like I'm looking forward to it. I think they're always ex- pretty exciting races to watch anyway um I think yeah I've got no hate for it I don't know why people wouldn't like it it's going to be exciting um I think like it could prove to be maybe like quite I don't know like it might end up being a race that is actually contested by like the GC riders I'd say especially like thinking of the women's peloton and the kind of structure probably will be the same riders you see winning that stage as you do as you'll see fighting at the top of like outdoors to be honest Whereas on the men's side, you might see slightly different cohort of riders. I feel like it will probably be like a GC day almost. Yeah, I think the fact that it's the Ardennes is, it makes more sense. I feel like people cry when it goes like when the men's store has like a Roubaix stage or something, because it's like totally different to what the GC guys 
kind of do yeah but then people also say like the winner of the Tour de France should be like the most well-rounded rider so it's like should you test them on like a variety of terrain I don't know I yeah I think why not I think it's if it makes it more exciting and like yeah you should be able to ride that sort of terrain handle your bike that's just part of it um although it is pretty like it would be pretty crap if like somebody was to crash or like something was to happen that completely just like eviscerated the GC race yeah like I don't know like if I was designing the tour route I would like take the piss I'd be like I'd have a Strada Bianchi stage I'd have a cobble stage I'd have a mountain stage I'd have a time trial have a sprint stage and like a Ardennes stage and then be like gone then let's see it because every every time there's a if you dare Every time there's like a gravel stage or a cobble stage in this tour, I'm always like, oh, I can't wait for that stage. Like, it's going to be so exciting. So like, why not feel like that every day? You know, <laughs> I love that. Marianne Roosh is coming for your job. Yeah, watch out, Marianne. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's just that's just me, I guess. I don't have to actually ride it. Probably wouldn't be saying that if I had to ride it, would I? I feel like everyone low-key hated the gravel day in the 2022 tour. Like, not the viewers, like the riders. Yeah, but it, at the end of the day, they they ride for the fans, really. Dance monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so yeah, that's um, stage four and we're still not in France. We've got, got a little Ardennes day. I think, once again, that stage, like, I think it's just got it's given Demi's going to win and get bonus seconds already and just like probably move into the lead already. Do you not think? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. That is the one thing about this course. It's like, is there any beating her really? I don't see any, like put any points in the quarter. I'm like, oh, Demi might struggle on that one. Or, you know, that might be a chance for someone to try something. Like, it's going to be really hard to beat her. If she's going as well as she was this year, who knows? She might not be. But um, but a lot of the other GC contenders have, like, this state, like, something about them where you think, oh, they might struggle there, whether that's, like, the crosswinds or, you know, the punchy accelerations in an Ardennes-style stage or the, like sketchy bunch um, crashing in the crit type or like in the short stage I don't know like that everyone else I feel like has a kind of weak spot where you think oh they might lose it there or something might go wrong for them there whereas her like she's a great bike handler she doesn't seem to have any problems in the bunch she can do the Ardennes she can climb up really long mountains she has she is like such an all-rounder that this course is really suited to her yeah, well, it is, it's kind of like what we were just saying, like the best all-round rider is the person that should win a race like this, and that's that's like 100% her. Like, she's kind of the only only one that can do it all, uh, especially even Anamique. You know, she had she definitely had weaknesses. Like, there were definitely points where you'd be like, oh, Anamique would definitely not enjoy this day or, yeah. like... Like, going back to the... I know, like, going back to the first two stages um in like Rotterdam three stages even 
uh, one of the like main things I was reading from the representation that people were saying was the road furniture and like the city roads are going to be quite hectic and it's so flat and nothing to split it up. Um, so, you know, how we, and the first couple of days of the tour are always sketchy as well. Like we've seen that year, like in the men's and the women's every year. So like that combination of like Dutch roads being so sketchy, plus it being the opening two days of the tour, like if I was a GC rider, I'd be like most probably most worried about those opening days and staying safe than just like getting through to the mountains, basically, with nothing going wrong. Yeah. Which, again, you have an advantage if you've got a really good team around you for that. And Demi Vollerin has the best team around her in the whole of the women's world. Or So it's kind of like, yeah, she not does. even. What's she that? does. I agree with you but at the same time like she's got the team around her who will be thinking this is a stage for Lorena to basically certainly have it nailed on for a sprint win or if Kopecky rides it'll be like this is a stage where Kopecky has a good chance of winning if it's like a reduced bunch sprint in the Ardennes stage so yeah she has an amazingly strong team but like even like Misha Breda World like they've got a lot of riders who might fancy their chances at a stage win as well so if something happens to Demi and like they're focusing on leading out Lorena, they might be the strongest team, but are they all like aligned on the same goals? Yeah, yeah, so true. And we don't always see them get it 100% right either. I mean, there was a few moments in this year's tour where it's kind of been like, ooh, what are they doing? And then even the whole kind of Danny Stam getting kicked off the race situation and that sort of thing. Yeah, so- exactly. No, nothing's like for certain, is it, in the tour, in any stage race. So I'm I'm definitely like, Demi obviously is the standout favourite, but who knows what's going to, what next season will be like and who will have good form, who won't, you know. Yeah, you never know. The tour is the tour, eh? The tour is the tour, day by day. Oh, is that the first one in the year or like, are we counting it towards next year now or? I feel like it starts at the end of the tour, maybe. Mm, getting in early. Our den stage, and then we actually finally get into France. And, well, actually, it's kind of like halfway through the other stage now. Am I? Yeah. Mm. Sorry, no, it is the next day. Starts again in Baston, Belgium, off of Liège, Baston, Liège, which is actually where the women's Liège, Baston, Liège starts. Is it? Yeah, it's just passed on the edge. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. So what's that stage like? Great question. These these stages are like my weak spots. I feel like I focused on like the start and yeah. then the Alpe d'Huez and the, the Grand Bonnant. And then it's another flat day. It's another flat stage. Um, It's not totally flat. It's kind of... It's a little bit, yeah. Punchy. There's five, um, five categorized punchy climbs. With... But the pro, none of the profiles look like anything really to write home about. Yeah, true. But then it does. There's a short like climb to the finish, so that's like so the sprint looks slightly uphill, which might be like a Quebecy style finish. Or mm-hmm. who else is a good uphill sprinter? Oh, loads of people. 
Cassia, maybe if it's Leanna Stonehouse. Lippert. Oh yeah, Leanna Lippert. True. Yeah, she'll be liking that. Um, yeah. Speaking of Kopecky, though, like, well, it could be a good stage for her, especially considering the well and the previous day as well. Like, it starts in Belgium, but she might not even race. I know. I was. Well, yeah. Could she race and then um, like, quit the race maybe before the last two mountain stages, potentially? I mean, she because it's it's after, right? So then, so basically, she'll be knackered. I think she's saying from. Uh, yeah sorry yeah um but yeah she totally could no like she could just be like oh yeah came here but then would, SDS, would SDS yeah. want to spot on a rider who isn't going to do the whole thing so she might not do it because she'd be tired from the olympics yeah because oh my god now i'm second guessing myself but i'm pretty sure um because the track events finish on the 11th of august Okay, and when does this when does this tour start then? Fourteenth. Oh, she's yeah, that is actually really tight. Mm. Interesting, but it's Kapeki, Like she went. Sorry, twelfth. Straight... I said fourteenth. It's twelfth. She went straight from the tour to the worlds with Wait. no break this year. She did. That's true, but I feel like it's kind of different because I don't know. I feel like it's a totally different thing. The Olympics. To worlds no like it's so much more intense True. um it's all the ceremonies yeah, sorry there's literally like yeah it's the 11th and then the 12th. so there's there's basically like i mean i don't know which exactly which day i tried to have a look yesterday and i couldn't find exactly which day the omnium was which i think is the event that she's targeting um or like what day each event was but yeah it the track events finish pretty sure on the 11th uh and then yeah the race the race starts on the 12th so she can't do it. I feel like that's just too much now. Yeah, the Olympic Omnium is the day prior to the Grand Depart in Rotterdam. It's oh, it actually, so the Omnium is actually on the 11th. Yeah. It's always the last thing, hey? So, so that is too much for anyone. I'm sorry, I don't think it's going to happen for her. Like, that would be mad if she did that. But she she could, though. She's, that's, she's just a bit like that, isn't she? She could. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, well, it's like you say, like she she could just sort of turn up for the start, like tick the box when it comes to the the stages that suit her, and then just be like, right, I'm off for a kip now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if she's like targeting the omnium, and it's like she's going well for it, she's trained amazingly, she's in great form. To go from, I know she'll be tired, but to go from like having all that track speed in your legs to to two sprint stages in the Netherlands, if she can hack it, then she might. It might be like she might might be a good idea. I don't know. It is though, like you say, though it's kind of less about her individually and maybe a bit more about like the the team composition. Then, if like as a as a director, would you want to have a rider that's potentially going to be done for after the Olympics on in the squad? Like, even if it is Kopecky or even if it is, like, even if she's still going to be obviously in, like, really good form, because the Omnium as well, it's not as if it's, like, you know, the IP. Like, the Omnium's a big undertaking. Um, yeah, true. Do you not feel like she's kind of earned the right 
in ST work so to just say what she wants to do and now yeah like, I don't know like right, who, she's, she's well like who would they take who is really like that valuable to not bring Kapeki for a potential stage win so that they can this person can support Demi in the mountains I guess well, then like Eve Fisher Black and Anna Shackley type instead maybe yeah yeah I'm thinking like then it comes down to making a choice between do you care more about stage wins or GC or do you want to or are you like so confident that you can sort of do both yeah and with like if they have Lorena Weavers like who goes for similar type stages to Kapeki maybe then like she's kind of ticks the box that Kapeki would would have ticked Mm. um don't know interesting though to see what she does sticky one for them but yeah I feel like if she wins the Omnium too I'm sorry I'm not being funny but I mean this is probably why I'm not an athlete but if I won gold at the Olympics I would just be like nah mate I'm going on holiday best believe I would be in the pub you know what I mean yeah uh, sorry imagine she wins then she can't celebrate she's starting the tour the next day absolutely not yeah, but I don't. I I agree with you, but I feel like she won't think like that. No, She'll... again, I guess that's why I'm not not a professional yeah. athlete. <laughs> um, that's why I'm not targeting an Olympic medal. Yeah, literally, we'll already be in Rotterdam by that point, probably in a pub. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we'll be watching it from there. How exciting! God, oh, how good! I love 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 it when the olympics are on it's like my favorite time of my life when there's like always something good to watch on tv i'm like i sit there all day and i will watch like archery and random stuff i was gonna say archery i was gonna be like oh archery you said archery. i don't know like i was swim- i love swimming i love running athletics like gymnastics oh, that's gymnastics. always good yeah i love the olympics so much buzzing for that Jink will be all like sported out by the time this comes around. Nah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Did we cover that? Another flat stage, flat-ish stage. Punchy, hilly. Like all of these stages flat. Are they even? They're not that flat. They're lab- Yeah, they're labeling them flat, but like when you actually look though, flat compared to the to Alp as well. Yeah, everything's yeah. flat. Um anyway yeah so basically stages five and six are like middling hilly flattish stages basically yeah and then we've got it's kind of similar to the first edition where the the final weekend is just kind of like back to back like super difficult hilly stages mountain stages rather mm-hmm. which kind of created a bit of a I don't know, but I remember being a bit like, meh, about the GC race in those two final days in 2022. But because Anamik just literally like said bye and just won by a lot. um, Which would be pretty like, I don't know, boring if that happened again. Yeah. But will but then, it? I don't know. Yeah. But then thinking of like the Tourmalet stage last no this year sorry the last tour um I was sort of worried it would be another like kind of boring 
you know one person rides away but like that stage was really exciting the tourmalade like with Cassia up front and then like Anamique kind of cracked a bit and Demi went off and like I'm it wasn't that wasn't boring no no I actually think that like since because that 2022 tour like even like it was peak Anamique like just riding away and Demi sort of like getting as close as she could but not even really that close and if you think like since then how far like the whole level of the peloton has come even I think if you rerun those stages now even with Anami in a form that she was I think a lot of other riders would come much closer still I agree 100% yeah people so, have like, up level a lot since then yeah so I don't think we'll see like the same thing um and I think also these climbs are kind of because I was looking at the profile of of Alpe d'Huez um and it's shorter but like also really steep compared to like the Tourmalet for example I don't know if that plays more into Demi's hands or if it means that others might have more of a chance I'm not sure I feel like it would level it like slightly when I look when I think of Demi I think of like her getting the better of um like her competitors are, are on a really steady rhythm like more than like if they worked if they rode it you know with like Cassia or Cecily Triple Ludwig launching attacks on every time it pitched up and got quite steep and she's got to respond to all of that I don't know might be yeah she might like could maybe struggle a bit it depends if she had teammates with her as well I guess Oh, how good would that be if that's how it, how it panned out? Just yeah. like everyone just like blows with each other. Yeah, it's just like, will anyone have anything left? Because they've got the um, cold do glandon before, which is also really long and Cabbage. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like 20k climb, um, which is like, inter- it'll be interesting to see who's even left at the top of that. Um, like this like 4,000 metres of elevation in this stage over 150k yeah that's a lot I feel like the end of this race is brutal like so hard it starts like it's like it catfishes you at the start and then it's like and then it's like 150k 160k 167k 150k and like those final two days are just like savage climbs as well yeah Um, really tough at the end that's like I mean say a prayer for like the sprinters and the people who aren't like climbers are they even going to get to finish this race like with these final two stages because it's giving the time cut will be hard to make yeah didn't Charlotte call miss time cut on the tourmalet or am I making that up yeah she was over the time limit OTL 34 minutes and that was that was in like I would probably say that stage was I don't know would you say it was easiest maybe slightly than this one that they're doing up outdoors I think it probably was a bit easier no mm. well for one thing it was shorter yeah and the two climbs were kind of just like I mean you can get into a bit of like a rhythm on them more so than like that I think that's the thing with like how steep parts of outdoors are yeah by the looks of it this stage only had 2100 meters of climbing 
versus 4,000 this year. Sorry, imagine you get through stage seven, like by the skinnier teeth, and then you have to do stage eight and you don't make the time court on the final day of the race, you would be. There's going to be a lot of people going into this race, like with the expectation of not finishing, I think. Uh huh. Uh, and I don't blame them. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. Definitely not. Really hard. Um, yeah. But it's cool though, like Alpe d'Huez, like it's one of the most iconic climbs of the tour. And um, it, I had to f- ask, or like, I didn't understand the Dutch thing, but is it literally just because they have this corner and it's like a big deal? Yeah, like if you look at, if you like Google it, the photos are unreal. Like there's like one corner and it's just like a sea of orange. They're all there and going mental. The Dutch fans, it's like Dutch corner. It's just like crazy. Well, they better turn out for the women's race, though. Eh? No, they will, 100%. I think Especially they will. Especially because Demi. Like, that Dutch, like, women, I think, like, Dutch, um, like, fans are quite, are, like, equally supportive of, like, women's and men's. Like, yeah, so true. And I, I don't know. I guess you could probably say that, like, there's, I don't know, they're strong on both men's and women's side, aren't they? But in terms of, like, big wins... Would you say that I'd say the Dutch women have got more than the Dutch men? Obviously, the Dutch men have got like, you know, your Van der Poel and stuff. But generally, if you looked at like a statistics, I'd say the women have got more like big wins. Yeah, well, especially in this race, in the context of this race, too, because the defending champion is Dutch. And I don't know who was last Dutch guy to win the tour. That is not a trivia for me. Nor me. But I don't remember, which means that they should support Demi because she's actually probably going to win the GC. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think they will. So yeah, I don't know. Abduez is going to be like, regardless of kind of how the actual racing plays out and whether it is just a case of like Demi riding away from everybody, I still think it's going to be a really good, a really good like atmosphere and a, I think it's a good step in the right direction for the women's race to have a climb like that. Yeah, exactly. I like that the organisers are giving like full support to like the women can do these mountains too. And like, there's no reason for them not to be sent up out doors. It's, it's just good, good vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good like, for Animate because yeah, she really wanted it. You know, um, I, I also think it's good that like, and it makes sense that like rather than developing it each year by adding two more days making it like 10 days and 12 days they're developing it putting it by adding these climbs in and like making each stage more like iconic um and I think that'll be good for like the long term in the race as well you know how like certain battles in like the men's tour go down in history and you like always talk about remember when it was so and so and so so on that famous climb and like these are the sort of stages that go down in like history and always like referenced and stuff so I'm glad that they're doing ones like that for the women. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that, like developing it in that way instead of just being like, oh yeah, we'll make it 10 days and then we'll make it like, because we don't need it to end up at three weeks. We don't need it to end up like a mirror image of the men's race anyway. Like I think, well also because the level's not really there yet. In that sense, I think it's way better to add more to the parkour 
across a number of stages that already exist for now yeah exactly correct um and we've we've skipped a stage we didn't talk about stage seven which oh yeah with the coldu le grand bonard yeah le grand bonard um yeah which yeah um was the site of one of my favorite moments in women's cycling actually which was the la course in 2018 when uh anna meek van vluten went past anna van der bregen at the very last minute at the top of the climb so i remember watching it and i remember being like oh my god this is so exciting because anna was kind of fading and anna meek was coming and it was like will she catch her and it was really like right on the line and i think anna didn't realize that anna meek was coming or she just literally had nothing left so if you haven't watched that, go and watch it because it's a really good finish and how sick if something like that happened in the tour. Absolutely, yeah. That's going to be really exciting. I hope that there's like another showdown like that. That'd be good. Yeah, like that was, yeah, that's pretty like amazing finish, wasn't it? That race. Um, Yeah, same again, please, ladies. Yeah, I'm thinking like, I don't know. Like Demi. Demi, yeah, Cassia, maybe, or Demi, Gaia, Rolini, if she goes. <laughs> we have to keep, we have to keep oh, Cassia. <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, Kasia, maybe. It's weird, I feel like this year there's been quite a few of the climbers or quite a few of the normal GC riders that haven't been, they've been a little bit off the board, like Cavalli. That sort of thing. So like I I feel like every season there's somebody who steps up a notch and mm-hmm. I'm interested to see or somebody new who comes on the scene and I'm interested to see who that'll be. Uh, I think I, I've got a feeling like um Claire Steeles will be quite good next mm. year in life. On Movie Star. Yeah. Yeah. Movie Star. Who, who else? Um oh Labou as well, obviously Juliette Labou. I mean, yeah, she's like she's like the, one of the most consistent like GC riders. Like she's top top five, uh, like both editions of last year and this year. So yeah, um, Ashley Moorman maybe as well. If she, do you not think? No, I do. I just think that like she can sometimes kind of not deliver. I don't know, like she's always kind of there but not quite you know yeah I know I know what you mean she's a bit unpredictable be interesting to see but I do I do I I've, I like backed her throughout the whole tour last year this year <laughs> I was like every time she's a dark horse she's gonna do something and then she didn't but it's all right but it's it's fair because she is like obviously like an amazingly talented climber and she's got she's got it it's just that like something there's just something where it just doesn't quite connect sometimes <laughs> Yeah, she was still sick last year, this year. Why do I keep saying last year? Because I feel like, I mean, this year she was sick. In the last tour? The la- yeah. I keep feeling uh, like we're already in the next year, but we're not. Yeah, and oh, this please. year she was sick, which is actually still pretty good. Like, she wasn't that far off the pace. No. No, oh. no, no, definitely not. We didn't see the best of Sylvia Persico this year, I don't think. Yeah. 
she's like just a such a funny part of her career I think where she's like good at so many things and like I just don't really know where she should go with it like what it's just crazy to me that she's like a cross racer who can also climb so well and like do classics and like she's just like almost um you know like jack of all trades master of none or whatever but then there are riders that do the all of those like I feel like Femme Van Impel she you think like a high I get it I know there's like classics riders that do cross and stuff but like a GC rider who does mm. yeah 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 but like, I, I feel as if Femme will probably be targeting that sort of race like I don't think she she's it for me I feel like she'll try and develop into a bit of a GC climber type uh yeah maybe I don't know it's been interesting to see isn't it like on the men's side I think I think that even Peter has like kind of been saying it a bit more in the press and stuff that even he's like changed his mind on the fact that you do actually need to specialize to be a GC contender at the tour and he used to always think oh you can still do mountain biking and cross and be a GC rider for the tour and he's like now kind of changed his mind on it and I think that's definitely true for the men's side because the race is like it is in the women's do you think maybe that's means that they don't need to be as kind of specialist as the the men do because it's not three weeks but at the same time I do feel like racing up like 20k climbs you do kind of want to be doing like a lot of altitude and the kind of prep that Demi does where she's like fully focused on the tour for quite a few months out yeah yeah I mean I think if you it's not you can't really compare it's not comparing apples to apples when it comes to the men's and women's side for that sort of thing because I mean look at the fact that Los Capecchi was second overall this year I mean, yeah. that that type of rider would never be on the Tour de France podium on the men's side. True, yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, but that's just the nature of the court, isn't it? Like, being so... Not Then there isn't... Like, had Kopecky, had they gone on to do, like, another five mountain stages, she would have yeah, been... No. But, so, that's the difference, isn't it? At the moment. The... But yeah, I guess it's just as it develops, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the tour next year. Anything else to add about the course? Um, no, I mean, I think like in my mind, it's like crosswinds, chaotic for the first few days, punchy climbs um, for the next few days, then the big mountains. It's kind of like gradually progressing to getting more and more folks in the GC and I quite like that um and I think it'll be like a really exciting race even though not a massive fan of the 6k time trial yeah yeah I don't think there are that many like negatives of about it like I do like the fact that it's varied um and it has that the start that it has and the kind of different types of stages before it heads into the mountains um I am not looking forward to the travel personally between all of those places are you yeah there's gonna be some big old days in between like transferring right I would imagine so yeah I'm definitely not taking my own car next year (laughs) that's the best for everyone I think uh yeah I think so feeding the poor people trying to watch (laughs) the race and do their little support ride who you were abusing 
<laughs> only only for me to get the car back and for Sam to not notice anything. 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 Oh, well, it's a bit of entertainment. Yeah, I, w- I won't take the listeners on that wild ride next time. But no, it's um, I think it's a good race. I think looking forward to it already. I think it's kind of reinvigorated my uh excitement for the season in general because I was I was feeling a bit of like end of season off season lack of engagement (laughs) maybe or just kind of like a feeling of like oh yeah it's over like let's just be normal for a minute and now I'm kind of like oh is it the classic shirt yeah I'm I'm I mean yeah we always do that though we're like oh like I don't know I'm 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 kind of like losing interest and then by this time we're like I can't wait for it to start again (laughs) (laughs) um no it will be good I'm I'm excited for it I think it'll be a very good race and can't wait to see like no animique like what who's going to be take stepping into those shoes who's going to be challenging Demi now will anyone be challenging Demi will like someone new come through will someone really step up like it'll be I'm excited to see if like SD works are still the team to be is a track and, t- and teams like that going to be able to kind of up their game there's a lot of different narratives that I think will play out next year yeah I think we can't even try and predict anything this far out and also just in terms of like even last this year I'm doing it now like <laughs> you just it's such an unpredictable especially with the the classic stages and stuff like that like they, those types of races are always so unpredictable anyway so I think it's going to be unexpected mm-hmm definitely so yeah that's that's it i reckon we've we've talked quite a lot as usual about this race and um yeah i think we're done here any other business anything to plug um ruler live in london next weekend i'm gonna be on stage talking to the three women's paris bay winners the only three ever so if anyone wants to come to that visit the Rula website get your tickets couple remaining still any london-based listeners well you went super radio then i know know. thanks for listening to the podcast if you've got anything to say then you can call us on (laughs) oh (laughs) three tune in 95.8 keep keep them coming keep keep the bangers coming yeah all right well yeah right. i wish i could go but i can't because i live in another country so sad still a next year even when i'm in the uk i might as well live in another country because i'm up north yeah don't even know where that place is what <laughs> um anyway right we'll end cool. the podcast thanks for listening thanks for coming back on rachel thanks for i'll probably me. rope you back in sometime in the near future for now, stay tuned to the podcast because I am bringing some interviews over the winter as well. I interviewed Cassandra Spring last time, who is the global marketing manager of Live Bikes. So that was interesting. She's part of a mentor scheme for women in the cycling industry, which is pretty cool. And it's a different perspective, obviously not pro racing, but kind of, yeah, just interesting to hear about her experience. And next week, I will have an interview with Kim Kadza from 
well, who's currently with Yumbo Visma, but next year will be running for the new EF team. So I spoke to her about her team, her season this year and loads of other stuff. It was recorded a while ago, so I can't think of anything specific right now. But yeah, tune into that next week. And thanks for listening. Bye. Of this beauty, but that beauty, but a rich man.